0: Welcome to Title Talk, the podcast where real estate experts unpack the latest trends and insight in the industry. And now your host, Bob Carlson and Claude Rich. All
1: right, everyone, welcome back to Title Talk with Bob and Claude. It's been a hiatus of about two and a half years because of COVID, laziness, <laughs> and everything that comes in between. <laughs>
2: right, that's a long break,
1: guys. We, we, you know, we, we, we figured we'd take a little bit of a break, and that break extended <clears throat> longer than what I think we anticipated. But well, we're happy today that we have Richard Soto
0: here with us. And, Bob, you want to give a little bit of background? Richard's broker-owner of VIP Realty, one of the state's largest independent real estate brokerages. His expertise in, in marketing and, and kind of the SEO and those type of things is when when we first met and talked about it, it was a uh, eye opening and g- good for us to learn, and I think it would be great for a lot of people to l- to learn about that as well. You want to introduce yourself a little bit, tell everybody who you are and what you do.
2: Absolutely, my name is Richard Soto, VIP Realty, the premier firm in real estate. We have offices throughout the state of Texas, and first of all, I'd like to start out by thanking you guys for having me on. Took a long break, but the good news, guys, is we're going to start off with a banger on our new episodes going
0: forward. We're back. Yes, we're back. Yeah, we had a lot of practice.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I'm a real estate broker here locally in Texas. We're expanding throughout the country as well. We just opened up in California. Our main focus in regards to one of the items that we provide, not only our clients with online tools, but our agents is our dominant internet presence. We have one of the most dominant internet presence in the entire country. Very few brokerages do what we do. We've been doing it for 20 years, so we've got a heck of a head start, and we utilize SEO online marketing to its fullest capacity, and it's given us a huge competitive advantage in the market, and our agents are able to get a lot of advantages from that. All right. So tell us how you got
1: into the business. So we're, we're going to pick your brain about the secrets. If you share sure. any of be great, we'll, we'll take advantage <laughs> of those. Uh, but first, give us a little bit of your, you know, your background, how you got into real estate, why real estate, kind of that, that stuff.
2: You know, I kind of fell into real estate initially as a young man. One of my biggest dreams was I always wanted to have a home. I was raised by a single dad and we moved down. We moved around a lot. And when I say a lot, we moved around numerous times. Bob
1: Bob might challenge you to that (laughs) one. Yes.
2: Bob, okay, you feel my pain. So, you know, we literally, I was in different schools pretty much every year. And that's just the way it was my entire life. And I was always envious of my friends who had a home. I felt they had security. They had stability. You know, they had love there. It just, I always wanted a home. So here I am. I'm out of high school. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I had no idea. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I was very blessed and fortunate. I went to a lot in Oklahoma, this little town in Oklahoma. We went to visit a friend. Uh, we went to this very nice house. Uh, this young man was driving a Hummer. And my initial thoughts when we were all sitting there, I said, what do your parents do for a living? He's like, I forgot what he said. I was like, oh, gosh, I, I love their home. It's very nice. He goes, no, Richard, this, this is my home. I'm like, oh really? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. What do you, you do? Know, he was, exactly. <laughs> that was my next question. I'm like, well, he was about 21, very young. Okay. I'm like, well, what do you do? He goes, Well, I'm ai I'm, I'm a real estate agent. I'm like, gosh, well, how long, how long did you go to school for that? Do you have a bachelor's degree, master's degree? I was clueless. I had no idea. He said, Richard, it took me about a month and five hundred dollars. I was like,
0: Anybody can do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, sign me up, baby. I, I got a month. Yes, <laughs> can you know. I borrow the five hundred bucks? Well, exactly. So you know, I,
2: I was unemployed at the time. He's like, very nice guy. He's like, you know what, man? You, what, let's come to my office. I'm just kind of show you what we do. Went, we hung out, and at that time, calling expires and for sale by owners were very, very important back in the day. And he did an exceptional job. So he had a team of agents that were banging the phone. He's like, Richard, make some calls. Why not? So I made calls and he told me, he's like, I think you're going to do very well in sales. Get your real estate license. I really believe you're going to be successful. So it didn't take much to motivate me. C- got back to Dallas, immediately signed up for the classes and just kind of went from there. Just fell into it.
1: There's there's a movie that this this sounds like. I think it's called The Wolf of Wall Street.
2: Right, <laughs> right exactly. Make a call. <laughs> right. yeah, get
1: on the phone. That was
2: it. You know, that we, we used to call it Dollar for Dollars. Yeah, you know, back then I didn't have a marketing budget as we do today, so it was banging the phone, literally making hundreds of calls each and every day.
1: So that's so you got your license, and then what?
2: Uh, then I went to one of the biggest franchises in the world, um, great company. Uh, enjoyed my time there, um, and then, but I realized back then, as we were starting to get into marketing. I had a website about 20-plus years ago. That was before most people even had a website, (laughs) knew what it was, and I learned how to do pay-per-click. So I was getting leads probably for 50 cents a lead back then. It was amazing. It was Mm. amazing. I was getting more leads than I could call. So probably two years into being at this very large franchise, I realized none of these people came because of this logo on my business card. Yet I was paying almost $2,000 a month for myself, I had four buyer's agents, and they were paying eight to $900 a month, and I paid that bill whether we sold something or not, so I came to the conclusion rather quickly, I got to pack up and go. This makes no sense, and that's exactly what I did.
1: And did you go directly, li- did, did you start, did you immediately start VIP? Yes. And how did, how did, how did that process go? Like, how'd you pick the name, was it, was it? Was it a process, or you just said that sounds like a great name? Let's go. <laughs> you
2: know, it pretty much came to me within seconds. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, I've it's the way it always works, though, right? <laughs> right? It's like you spend all works. this time, and you're like, "Well, that works."
2: Right. It, there was no pondering involved yeah. or days or weeks. It was very important person. Whether you're buying, if you're a first time you, if you're a first time home buyer, or you're buying a multi million dollar estate, we're, we're going to treat you the same way. Doesn't matter.
1: So before you could do that, obviously you you got your broker's license.
2: Not yet. So what I did was I hired a broker of record. Got it. So I had a DBA um, at the time, which was VIP royalty. Um, he was the broker of record for the company until I managed to get my broker's license.
1: And then off you were. Here we are and today. Here we are. We're running. 20 years Twenty <laughs> years later. <laughs>
2: exactly. You know, overnight success, as everybody says. <laughs>
0: well, it's, it's, it's so funny that everyone sees today's version and they don't see the, the early version. And we laugh about that all the time as you get people said, that's just what I want to do. And I'm like, really? You know, it is mostly. you want the struggle?
2: Right. (laughs) It's mostly people within your own team, right, that think that. I I get that all the time when we have meetings, we're like, well, Richard, you're so lucky, you know, you can do this. And then I'm like, you have no idea. The sleepless nights, wondering if I was going to eat food that week or if I was going to buy diapers. have no clue about the struggle.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. The end result hopefully is a happy one, but everything in between and and sometimes future, you you know, you never know what happens. It's it's taking those risks. It's having, you know, I guess what we call hustle, right? So obviously, you know, it seems like the hustle you had back, you know, twenty years ago, and the hustle you have today is, hasn't really changed.
2: N- not really. Just the goals have expanded. The hustle's the same. Goals have expanded.
1: What's the ultimate goal?
2: You know, I would like to be nationwide, and I'm just trying to figure out what's the best strategic way in doing that. Do I want to be a Starbucks and own every office independently, or are we going to franchise out, or bring in? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, but that's the ultimate goal.
1: Well. <laughs> Who who's the franchise out in California that's doing it pretty well? Is that the Omansky Group that they license their name to to various different, um, I guess, brokers across the country, and, really? they, and yeah. then and you collect a
0: paycheck? I'm gonna <laughs> have to pull them up and yeah, <laughs> see, see the what they're um, up to. <laughs> Well, so like let's all kind of like you said that your team and in the, and the young guys, what advice would you give them today if they're starting off?
2: You know, it's it's a long term business. Everybody watches HGTV, Bravo. Everybody has a Lamborghini. $50 million homes are being sold every five seconds. Listing agents answer the phone on the first phone call, and you cut a deal over lunch. Mm -hmm. That's not reality, (laughs) okay? Stop watching TV. Real estate is a process, and it's going to take time to build a business. You know, it's not going to happen overnight, and I think new agents don't understand that. So they get so frustrated when they're not making six figures in two months and quite frankly the majority of agents aren't going to make six figures for years down the line that's just the reality and if they're not mentally prepared for that they ultimately drop out they fail and that's why 85 90% of agents fail
1: so the, so improper expectations
2: to say the least yes. and
1: is that is that a do you think that's the fault of the agent coming in with those expectations or a broker who allows those expectations to continue. Like you just said, for a new agent, you're going to sit them down and say, look, long-term goal, this is a business. Treat it like a business. Correct, yeah. And then maybe you'll be
2: successful. I actually, Claude, lose more agents than recruit because I tell them the truth. And they're not used to hearing the (laughs) truth when we sit down in an interview. They'll tell me, well, Richard, you know, I need to make about half a million dollars in the next 12 months. I'm like, great. What's your marketing budget? <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't have any money. Okay, no problem. Is your family a developer? Are we building subdivisions? I mean, what do we have going on? Well, no, I just moved into town. So you don't have a massive sphere of influence. No. I'm like, well, son, I mean, it's going to be rough. Yeah. I don't know where you're getting half a million dollars from, but yeah. it's not happening. So I think it's the industry as a whole that gets a bad rap, not only with realtors, but even consumers think, all these realtors are making millions of dollars. Oh, please. No, that is not the case. Or most of them aren't even making $30,000 a year. Right. So it's just unrealistic expectations. And the industry just gets a bad rap. It's not the perception that is reality.
1: And why, and we, we, we get that all the time. It's like, you guys are entitled, you guys kill it. Well, <laughs> no, we don't. Right. There's, there's a lot of cost that goes behind it. There's, You know, there's marketing, there's employees, there's claims, there's everything that comes behind it, and it's the expectation is, well, you guys can do this for four hundred dollars less because you guys are making a lot of money. So it's that it's it's the industry that's gotten this, I don't know, negative connotation for some reason from from the agent to to title to everything in between. Well, I
0: think part of it you get in there is is you have social media. Where only the perfects on social media, right? No one's right. no one's posting their failures, or very few people are. And then to your point, the TV shows—they're not showing the guys that are sitting there at eight thirty in the morning with nothing to do. <laughs> no right. one answers the phone. <laughs> they're Which only the showing majority. the deals, right? <laughs> no one's showing you know the the the, the calls and the in the in the 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 um, contracts that bust out. They're only showing, oh, I got another ten million dollar deal. And I'm taking my leased car, which is probably leased by the sure. by the TV show, over to here, and everyone's like, everyone drives a Rolls Royce when they're showing the yeah, properties. No, I, I agree.
2: <laughs> you know, there's there's a there's a ninety ten rule basically in real estate, in my opinion. Ninety percent of the business is done by ten percent of the agents, and it's probably less than that. Um, even in our office, we have I don't even know how many agents. We got about 160 agents. Quite frankly if we removed 140, we'd probably still produce 90 percent. You know, or pretty close to those numbers, but that goes pretty much brokerage wide. That's that's just the reality of it.
0: We we find we find the same thing as our client base. You have we have a lot of great clients that might do a handful a year. And then you have others that do a handful a month. Yep. And it's but it's it's you look at it two different ways. Is it is it their full time job? Or is it something that they're doing to supplement the income? Or do they have a full-time job that they're doing? And, and we have a few that it's not their full-time job, and they're great at it. Sure. But it's just like you said. It's how much you, time you're going to put into it. How much hustle do you have? And are you going to outwork everybody else? You That's know, right. On the weekends, if you get a full-time job, are you working eight hours every day on the weekend? A lot of people won't do that. The ones that do typically succeed right?
2: Th- there's <laughs> no secret the no. more you work the more you earn i mean that's all there is yeah to and <laughs> you, there's a
0: luck luck you know part in there too you know every once in a while it's nice to get a great listing sure or a buyer that qualifies well, <laughs>
1: but, but to things. your to your bob to your point bob is you you you're creating your luck right, right? by work by putting yourself in that situation you hope at some point the stars align and, and you get that, that $10 million listing or a million dollar listing, wha- whatever sure. it may be. So you so you said, you know, the industry's 10% t- t- or 90-10 rule. So why
2: keep the other 140 <laughs> agents? <laughs> and, and that's a great question. Um, you know, the reality is, say the extra 140 agents, the, they're probably going to close two to three deals a year. And by sure numbers, that's sure. a lot of volume, sure. and that's going to add up. I would love to have my 150 200 agents all close 40 deals a year minimum, but that's just not the industry. It's just not going to happen, and for many reasons. But mainly, it's because the of lack of knowledge in regards to marketing.
1: And is that, but you, but you're doing most of the marketing for them, aren't you, through through your company?
2: Sure. So we're probably one of the only brokerages who does it at a brokerage level. I'm never going to wait on our agents to have a dominant YouTube channel, to dominate the internet, to do SEO, do PPC, to do retargeting. I will do that on behalf of the whole brokerage. So I feel as, one thing that I don't understand, and I did a video on our training channel where a lot of brokerages will discuss you should do video, you should do this, you should do that. And when you go to the brokerage, they're not doing any of that. It doesn't make any sense. So if I'm going to teach you how to do SEO and for instance, our YouTube channel was featured in the wall street journal, the London times, ABC news, Forbes magazine. I was interviewed by ABC news. We've got millions of views. I feel competent that I can teach my agents how to properly set up a YouTube channel. So, but uh, I feel it starts from the top down. If I can't execute it or I don't have the people in my team that can do it, how can I teach you to do it?
1: Good, Good point. Right? Because we, we, we have this discussion about tools and stuff we want to do, but no one wants to take the time to learn it. Right. And and if you can't learn and teach it, you probably don't know it well enough. Exactly. How many of your agents actually take you up on on creating their own YouTube channel? Is it the ten percent rule? Yeah, absolutely,
2: <laughs> absolutely, very limited, and it's it's frustrating. As you know, as we know, we can't make any agent do anything. All I can do is recommend. Right, and I recommend by facts. I can show them. Look, look how much income we've made from these videos look how many views not only views they turn in the calls they turn in the sales so when an agent comes to me and if they're frustrated in regards to sales I'm like, well, didn't we have a meeting six months ago and i <laughs> told you what to do did you do any of it i have a very short attention span because i don't want to talk to you right now because you're full of it right you can't cry and complain if you're not putting in the effort and what it
1: what do you think the the number one hurdle is it they don't want to get in front of the video. They don't know what to say. Is it is it just confidence?
2: Claude, there's a lot of things that I don't like doing <laughs> each and every day, but damn it, I get it done because it needs to be done. Right. Bottom line, there's a lot of things that I don't enjoy, but if I need to produce that outcome, then it's going to be done one way or another.
1: You're you're the, but you're the owner, right? In in a I, sense of you, you you believe you've bought in and you've seen the results. Sure. So you you know you know why you're doing it. From an agent who says, well, I don't, I don't look good in camera or I don't like the way I look or I don't like this take or I don't like that. There's a million excuses. always
2: another way to overcome. It, it doesn't have to be video. You could craft great content, you know, and have awesome blog posts with awesome information. I'm a terrible writer, okay? My admins have to double check my <laughs> emails before I send them out. Misspelled words, bad apostrophes. That's
1: not me. Ramon used to be like that too, but go. he he's now adopted Chat GPT, <laughs> <Yes>. and somehow <laughs> and, and this new this
0: new thing he found called Spellcheck. <laughs> exactly. So now
2: y'all are like, "Gosh, this guy's a genius!" What's I mean, going
0: on? <laughs> I mean, he, he just became he got so much smarter when he met us. We're like, this whole spellcheck thing will change your life,
2: <laughs> right? You know, it got, So the point is, there's always another way that you can market. Right. There's another way if you're not good on camera. You know what? Before there was a camera, I picked up that phone and I was dialing for dollars.
0: You know, we find, though, is we, we, we try to get our folks to do videos and other people to come in and do videos. It's the biggest hurdle to that is they do the video and then they watch it. And they got to like myself on camera. Yet, if they showed it to 10 of their friends or 10 potential clients, they would go, that's fantastic. And getting past that hurdle and just doing it over and over and over, to your point, is people start seeing you and now the client or the person out there, when they see your name, they go, they must really know what they're doing. Right. And so we run into the same thing on, the, on our sales side or on the title side. But once people can buy into that and they see the value of it is, you know, whether it's a TikTok video or whether it's a, a video introducing themselves, we had one group <clears throat> who does a lot of TikTok videos and w- one, of the, one of the parties in the office was not a fan. You should be really talked into it. And then she was at a meeting and she said, Three people came up to her and said, I know you. I saw you on the TikTok. Right. She was like, Sold. <laughs> I just met three people I'd never met. I would have never met without that.
2: Well, it sounds like we just need to stroke people's egos and then. Uh, 100%, a really right? But is,
0: <laughs> isn't, isn't that what we do anyway? Right, true, true, <laughs>
2: true. You know, and, and really, nobody cares about you. That's what agents don't understand. Nobody gives but, a flip. What right. you look no. like, what you think, no, it the values in the content. Are you giving me great information that I need to make a sound decision in a move? I have my kids. Are you going to put them in a safe location with the best exceptional schools? Are they going to be around good kids? Do we have access to great sports in the Metroplex? I don't care what you look like on the video. Right. Give me the information that I need. Yeah, give and me give me, so,
0: give me a nugget to take away. That's it. And, and then all you need to do is back. get yeah. there, and you go back to: Are you available for the client? And will you work hard? That's it. And those two things, people don't realize that availability is one of the key things always. If if you, <clears throat> Claude and I get it all the time. People call us on Saturday and Sunday. We pick up the phone and they're like, "I'm shocked. What do? How come you picked up the phone? I was gonna leave you a message." It's like, well, that's our job. We're available. Sure. And likewise for you guys. If someone calls, you have a client that calls at 9:30, 10 o'clock at night. We all enjoy picking up those calls, of course. But the the ones that do drive more business. And then they refer a friend and go, you know, that guy, that woman or man is great because they're available.
2: And, and Bob, that's why my team enjoys doing business with you guys so much because a lot of title companies aren't available. And if it's Saturday, especially Sunday, forget about it. Right? You know, know, it could be an emergency. We need to know something in regards to the contract. We're not going to hear back till Monday, and that's a problem. So when you work with like-minded people that are always available working hard, that that makes it for easier business. I think
0: people don't realize that even though as the agent asking the question, a lot of times it's their client that wants the answer. And so if that client has to wait a day or two, they're not looking at us. They're looking at you going, how come you can't give me that answer?
1: Or, Or they may have a friend that works at a title company, calls a friend, they get the deal. Right. So right. We, we've now lost an, oppor- an an opportunity. Look, Bob and I answer questions on deals we don't even participate in because it's not today. We'll give you a couple freebies. But, sure. you know, <laughs> after that, it's, look, we, we understand you may not be able to make that decision, but we're more than happy to help if we can. Sure. Um, so let's let's talk about what one of the struggles I think we have at Texas Title and I think agents probably in general have is, Every time we go and say, look, we're not getting enough hits on our website. We're not getting enough um, views on our Instagram, all our social media. How does, how did you, or what did you do to learn how to market through SEO? You said something I sure. hadn't heard of before, which is PPQ or uh, PP? PPC, PP, clicks, yeah.
2: yeah. How does that, like, how does that work effectively? Sure. So when I first had our website, I was doing pay-per-click marketing, and if you ever go to Google, you'll see it says sponsored ads on yeah. the mm-hmm. side. Yeah. Okay, anytime you click on it, if you're targeting say Dallas real estate, that's probably three dollars every time you touch it. And I was doing that.
0: So if we for, don't like someone, we just you can definitely burn <laughs> up. You can definitely burn up you run up there. if, if run you up. wanted to. <laughs> you sure could.
2: So twenty years ago, I think I was probably spending a thousand dollars back then a month. And I'm always trying to figure out a way how to eliminate that expense. Right. So I said to myself, these guys right here on this road, it's free. It's unlimited. But dang it, how the heck did they get there?
0: I okay. had no idea.
2: So because I was young and I would work 20 hours a day, I'd stay up all night trying to figure out how, how that worked. Joined a bunch of forums. Once again, I was very blessed and fortunate. I met a guy named Mert in Chicago. Just took me under his wing. He's like, oh, this is what you do we talked for hours every day. So I became obsessed with it. So for a while, we were the only brokerage that I've ever seen. We ranked number one on Google for Dallas Real Estate,
1: Hmm.
2: Fort Worth Real Estate, Houston Real Estate. I think I was number two for Austin Real Estate, number one for San Antonio Real Estate, which is crazy that that's even possible. I ran that for many years till Zillow. Realtor.com, right, yeah. Homes.com came into the market, and I had to pivot and adjust. So my tactics changed, but it always remained the same. SEO, without question, is the biggest bang for our buck. It's not even close. I'm talking video, TPC, social media, nothing compares to search engine optimization. But the reason most people don't do it, and I'm never threatened by competition, is because most people want immediate gratification. Our California website, I am prepared not to receive one organic lead for at least a year. So I'm feeding it every month, content, everything that I need to do. I'm I'm paying. Nothing's coming back. Most people cannot handle that. They they won't do that. But here's what I'm seeing. Thousands of pages are now on the third page in California. About two months, they'll be on the second. page, And then pop. We'll pop that first page. And believe me, I'm going to get a massive ROI on that time. But again, most people want to drive through the drive-thru, want that burger right now within seconds. That's why I'm never threatened. I'm never threatened when it comes to SEO. And
1: is that done through? So let me ask this question. Have you ever used a third-party SEO company? And if so, successfully or not?
2: Many years ago, I used several, and they were all terrible. Terrible. (laughs) And for the agents out there, if you think you're going to hire an SEO company for a couple hundred dollars a month, Or $500 a month. Don't waste your money because it's expensive. It's time consuming. It is very difficult to rank websites. So if you think you're going to do it quickly and expensively, save your money because you're going to get ripped
1: off. Join VIP Realty. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, (laughs) let Richard do it for you. Right, right. So you do it yourself.
2: Yes, so I have an in-house team um, that I've structured. We have, there's a roadmap that I use Mm -hmm. and... I'm basically just overseeing the map of what needs to be done throughout the day. How, the how big of
1: a team? J- just four people. Okay. Four so, people. You have, okay. so you, but have, you know, we have a team bunch of, of four. Websites.
2: We have a bunch of websites. So not only do we do, do residential, we do commercial as well. So we have websites there. We have websites in California. So there's a lot going on with it. You know, I'll, I'll give the agents this advice. When we went to California, as I stated, SEO is long-term. But I need business today. Right. I can't wait on that. I, I need my agents to have business today. So that's when paper clicks is extremely effective. When we started our first office was in San Diego, I immediately started a pay per click campaign. First day we launched we we're already getting leads. Very so, so explain
1: so explain paper uh, clip paper click click. Sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking <paperclip>. paper clip. Pay per click versus buying leads. Or or is it the same <laughs> sure. thing? Well,
2: it's a lot different. So when an agent buys leads from Zillow, oftentimes they might sell that lead to numerous agents. Right. That's number one. But number two, you are branding Zillow in Realtor.com. In what world does that make sense? So when you yep. give me it, when Zillow gives me a lead, they went to the Zillow website. They're thinking Zillow top of mind. You call from VIP Realty, well, hey, well I didn't go to your website. Who are you? Right. Number two is Now, if I'm doing my own pay-per-click campaign, I'm branding myself. I'm branding VIP Realty. When I call back, they know they came to my website. They've seen my mug on my website. They received my emails. It wasn't Zillow, and it wasn't realtor.com. I am baffled how many agents buy leads from third-party vendors. It just doesn't make any sense, and they're just not being educated on how horrible of an idea that is. So so pay-per-click works how? Immediately. So, for instance, like the California office, San Diego, I looked at the market, La Jolla, very high end neighborhood, yeah. Carlsbad, which I like a lot. So, I looked at the neighborhoods that I wanted to infiltrate and get buyers in immediately. That's the beautiful thing about paperclip. It is immediately, you can get leads instantly. So, I targeted that. I looked at the keywords. I did some keyword research. I don't want to go after Carlsbad real estate because it's a very expensive keyword. Right. And the, it, it's just not a good keyword because it's very competitive and the conversion rate is very low. And, so I'm, say, and I'm sure it's super broad, right? And it's very broad. Yeah. So that's what you call short tail. The shorter the keyword, the more expensive, and probably the worse it is. So I right. wanted it, certain communities, townhomes, condo buildings, Carlsbad um, beachfront homes, whatever the case is. Right. So I made campaigns, or my team did, targeting that. We did that in La Jolla. Then we did that in the Gaslamp District. Very targeted, specific keywords that if somebody, for instance, if somebody says the Ritz-Carlton residence condos, they, they know where they want to live. Right. Okay, they're not Googling Dallas Real Estate. Right. Maybe they're moving. Most likely it's a competitor Googling nonsense. Or high-end condo. Yeah, right. so if somebody's looking for the residence at the Ritz. That's where they want to move. The conversion rate is greater. The cost per lead is way lower. The cost per click is almost nothing. It's a way better lead.
1: And and what happens when they click on that so website? So they go to our
2: website. So, okay. again, most agents don't have an agent website. And you have to have an IDX. You have to have the MLS on your website because when they come to your website, they don't care about your blog post. They don't care what you have to say. They want to look at homes, virtual tours, floor plans, things like that. So they'll get to our website. They'll look at the whatever, the condo. We let them look at it. Around the third listing that they see, a forced registration form pops up. Okay. You got to give me your information. Okay. That's where we capture And then
1: these. once they give you your information, obviously someone's supposed to call on it. Exactly. So you're create so instead of like you said, Zillow, where you're buying a lead that's probably been sold to four other agents, you're you you know when that lead comes in, they probably haven't reached out to an agent no. and you get the first shot of the first crack at them. Okay. absolutely. Interesting. Interesting. Um
0: so in 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 those, so when you're going into those. You're supplementing the SEO free leads with the pay-per-clicks. Correct. Then what other things, if, if you're if you're looking at your budget's low mm-hmm. and you don't have a year but you want to churn some stuff, what other things would supplement that? Sure.
2: And, and, and that's a good point. Let's say we're spending $10,000 a month on pay-per-clicks. As the SEO gets to where it needs to be, that 10000 will turn to zero and the 500 leads a month that we were getting, or generating for that money, ends up going to 2,000. So it's such a compounding effect when that SEO kicks in. It's 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 amazing.
0: So yeah, one so goes up when oh goes yeah,
2: down. oh yeah, and it it's funny you spend zero dollars, yet you're getting ten times the leads, which right. is great. Well, but
1: you spent you spent the dollars early. Exactly, you invested yes. early to create, to create the, the residual th- benefit. That's right. What's your conversion rate on pay per click? Pro- <laughs> it varies pro-
2: per pro- agent, right? And I'll put it to you this way. I can give one of our best agents 100 leads, and they'll close three, four of those. Okay. I can give those exact same 100 leads to another agent, and they won't close, yeah. Yeah. close any. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> it, that's just the way it is. But the way we supplement it, um, Bob, is pay-per-clicks while we're doing SEO. Right. We'll do some... Social media ads as well on Facebook, Instagram. Again, obviously we have our YouTube channel. We've been producing a lot of content in San Diego and Los Angeles right now. Um, same thing with YouTube. For a video, just long form, in my opinion, is much better than short form content. Because what we're doing here is building a rapport with the audience. Mm-hmm. They're going to feel like they know us. They're going to understand us. A thirty seconds. Skit of me dancing around isn't going to cut it. Okay, it's just not going to work unless you can dance. But, but those, yeah, unless you got some moves, those man. are called yeah.
1: shorts, right? The shorts, but, right? But I've I've been seeing shorts all over the place. Yes,
2: for entertainment purposes. Okay, so one is to create <laughs>
0: that's uh, thirteen <laughs> to eighteen. Right. They're not, yeah. they're, they're it, not gotcha. in target market, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> listen, I love TikTok. I'm probably on TikTok way too much throughout the day, but it's for entertainment. Yeah. If I'm really, for instance, when I was doing research in California, I definitely wasn't going to TikTok. And I sure as heck wasn't going to Facebook. I went to Google, best schools in San Diego, top 10 neighborhoods in Los Angeles. I also went to YouTube, pros and cons of living in L.A., cost of living in San Francisco. This is when I'm really doing some research because I'm really planning on making a move. Right. Now, if I'm on TikTok... I'm just not trying to, I'm trying to be entertained and get a good right. laugh. Right, right, right.
0: <laughs> okay, so. More, a, more name recognition on that is, hey, I, I know him. I know right, Richard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right, exactly.
1: So if I'm a, if I'm a new agent, or well, let's say one of your, one of your agents, your, your 90% comes to you and says, all right, I'm committed. What do I need to spend to
2: make this happen? You know, initially, I don't think you have to spend money. I need you to pick up the phone. I need you to make some calls. I need you to go knock on some doors. How much? How many family members have sent you a deal in the last 12 months?
1: How many family members know you're a real <laughs> right. estate yes, agent? Exactly.
2: Let's even start with that. <laughs> you know, I had to trade in my family, Bob, because for years I didn't get a deal. And I found out a couple of my aunts and uncles bought houses. I'm like, we're done. I'm not talking Look, to I, you ever I, again. I had to do that
1: to my mom.
2: She, <laughs> yeah. she lived in New Jersey. And, and she goes, <laughs> hey, I just sold my house.
1: I'm like, what do you mean? Right. You sold your house. You know I'm in the title, but oh, I I didn't think about it. Yeah, you know, right. I uh, I didn't know you were in you know New Jersey. But don't Diego. you? But don't that's a you standard that. answer yeah. right there. Yeah. Yep. Don't
0: you think though? It what I see the biggest problem that people have is they think because we have a conversation. That, you know, if I go to you, Richard, I'm an agent now. I'm doing this. You go, that's that's wonderful, but unless I ask for your business, you don't know that I really want your business. Right. And people have that. Well, I told him I do this. And we deal with it all the time. It's like, yeah, but they know every other, 10 other people that do it.
2: Or you top of mind is, is right. what it is. And as yep. a new agent, you're not. Right. Because you don't have the experience. You don't have the resources. You don't have the brand. So you have to do it verbally. Hey, Bob, how are you doing? Hey, just checking on you and the kids. Yeah. By the way, if you know anybody. And I will do that to you <laughs> tell me to stop. Right,
0: <laughs> right, right. So What's the, deal? right. What's the
1: worst? They'll right. say, Hey, stop. By the, by the way, Richard, we really want your business. Right. If we
0: haven't told <laughs> right, you, right, right. No, exactly. you know, but you know, but say. part of it is, is that the, the ask of saying, you know, yeah, if, you, if you're not in the market to buy, do you know anyone who is sure? Can absolutely. I, is there anyone I can call anyone you can help me with? And sometimes it's like, look, I'm new in this and I really need, I really need your help. Right. You know, if you can, if you can give me a lead and I find that if, if you ask people, everyone's been in a position at some point in their life that they got someone to help them, that they're more than happy to help you.
2: Sure, absolutely.
0: And to your point, but if you only ask them today and you don't follow up for a year, they forget.
2: No, you know, there's a asking you shall receive. Bottom line, if, if you don't ask, you're not going to get. And you can't ask once. You have right. to be repetitive. Again, if you don't have the marketing budget where our ads are flooding your timeline, then you have to do it via phone, via text. And if you have car reluctance, as a real estate agent, <laughs> this is the worst business yeah. that you can possibly be in. I'm just letting you know. I
1: mean, right. I'm going to use that call reluctance. <laughs> yeah. We're going to use that with our sales.
0: Is if you have call reluctance. Yeah, if you're, yeah we, we, we need a drug for that. Right.
2: No, you, you, this is a bad business, guys. You have to be out and about. It's a numbers game. You know, every time I go to the gym, I have my VIP hat, my VIP t-shirt, my VIP cap, I get deals throughout the year just from being in the gym, same gym I've gone to for years. People know me, but they also know me as the real estate broker. Right. Everywhere I go, uh, I have a basketball team. I've never asked one parent for a deal. I coach over 100 kids, but that VIP logos and in every communication (laughs) thing that I send out. And if you trust me with your kids, I know you're going to give me that real estate. So when people tell me they have a hard time marketing, to me, it is baffling I can fall and in trip into 10 deals a year without even trying.
0: And those two things yep. that you're talking about sponsoring the basketball team or, or wearing the shirt doesn't cost much money. Nothing. And you Except know, for it's time. 10 bucks. Yeah, <laughs> right. T-shirt and time. <laughs> right. If you're willing to put in both, it's, right. it, it's not that hard. So all right, this is a good point. Take, so, take, a, so, take a short break. Yes. Sure. Break awesome. point. Thank you for listening to title talk with Bob and Claude. Stay tuned for part two. And as always, remember to use Texas title, your place to call home for your next closing.